Welcome to Buzz, Candid, and Critical. My name is Milo. I'm Chris. This is Beto. And it's your boy, Brian. We're going to be talking about The Truman Show tonight. Yeah, released in 1998, directed by Peter Weir. And as always, before we get started on the movie, we're going to talk about what each of us are drinking, as today we're all drinking something different. Starting off with me, I just had a Guinness Drought Stout, which is pretty good. It's the first time I've had it. Um, and I'm drinking your typical White Claw, watermelon flavor. And then uh, we had something uh, last uh, last Saturday where we're supposed to record, but this is, what is it again? Lost Coast, right? Lost Coast Peanut Butter Chocolate Milk Stout. And that one is 5%. 5.6, 5.6. 5.6? 5.6. Five point six. It's a fake stout, guys. So you know, don't <laughs> it's get, good, don't get twisted. Let it don't warm get... up, though. It is a little warm. I am drinking a Belgian Beaver peanut butter stout. Uh, having cracked same it open, so I got. I'm, we'll see I'm, what I'm it going lavish. Like. I got my important in a cup, you know. Yeah, cause you're bougie. I'm bougie as fuck. Bougie. Me, uh, me, Beto, and Chris are just drinking it out of the can and bottle like it should be done. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> As We're God in intended to. <laughs> yeah, basically, Chris, I agree with you. Cheers to that. I'll drink to that. I'll drink to that. Link. Link. <laughs> eh, fuck yo, yo, bitches anyways. So, yes, as Brian had mentioned, we are talking about The Truman Show, which is a movie I picked. And before we get started, I want to ask each of you guys what you thought of it or a memory of when you first watched it and what you think about. So I'm going to start with you, Brian. What did you think about it? Like my life is a lie. Ain't so. that the truth? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like, I mean, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Beto? Um, I think it's a very interesting movie. Uh, what I got from it is that, you know, it's, to me, the communist of the room. It's an anti-capitalist <laughs> movie, you know? So uh, it mentions a lot about how we accept the society that we live in, but how necessarily we don't have to, and how sometimes it's scarier to stray away from the norm than it is to like live in it, you know. And what about you, Chris? Um, when I first watched it, I didn't get too much out of it, other than like, damn, he got cut. And when I watched <laughs> it again for the podcast, <laughs> I still had the same feeling. I like, I just like the movie. I like Jim Carrey, like at least a lot of his older movies. So I don't have too much to say about this one, to be quite honest with you guys. And what about you, Milo? Well, what I think about this movie... What about you, Milo? Yes, I introduced myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> prior to this last time that I saw it, like in the last couple of weeks, it had been a while since I had seen it, at least since I was uh, younger. And I didn't get too much or remember too much from it. I just knew I really liked it. So when like we got an opportunity to be like, oh, so like does anyone have a movie? I'm like, oh shit, I forgot about that movie. Let's fucking talk about it. And now here we are. And after the two rewatches that I did in the last couple of weeks, I liked it a lot again. It's really good. It's not a long movie, but so much happens in that in like hour and 43 minutes. And I think it's a timeless movie. You would have never known this movie came out in 1998. It seems pretty modern for my taste. Yeah, it is. It yeah. is uh, really, really, really good. Uh, like, like directing and camera work and all yeah. that stuff. Very That's, simple I, I enjoy though. I mean, it's just it has one, one setting. It's just follow Jim Carrey or whatever he does. That's true. And that's it. <laughs> and even though it was released before the 2000s, I feel like it's still very relevant on today's era with the whole uh, like mass surveillance message and like the panic of always being uh, watched, watched or not. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it still has a lot to say about what is currently happening. It kind of uh, predicted where we are now where everyone's so concerned with oh they're watching me from my webcam on my laptop they're listening to our phone calls they're watching us on these surveillance cameras they're listening to our podcast i, I hope i sure <laughs> hope so not only that also <laughs> the fbi just like yeah but just close my laptop turn that, sh turn that shit off come on man it's too uh, easy <laughs> um so we're gonna get down to the nitty-gritty so the basis of this movie, as per IMDb, an insurance salesman discovers his whole life is actually a reality TV show. Damn. That's some fucked up shit right there. That's crazy because I ruined the movie. Imagine, like, if you read the synopsis, you're like, wow, 
the movie oh. was ruined, you know? Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Homeboy, homeboy <laughs> came out fresh out of the womb. He came out of the womb saying peace <laughs> to the camera. Okay, so now we're going to get down to the actors. Um, so first off, we have Jim Carrey as Truman Burbank, an insurance salesman who, since his birth, has been on camera and whose whole life has been broadcasted to the whole world. Next up, we have Ed Harris as Kristoff, the creator of the show and writer of Truman's Life. Laura Linney as Meryl Burbank, his scripted wife, uh, Truman's scripted wife. Noah Emmerich as Marlin, his childhood best friend. And lastly, Natasha McElhon as Lauren, a girl from Truman's college days who attempts to tell him Truman the reality of his life. Not, not too many characters in this movie but they all play their own special role and i guess that 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 dictates truman's life yeah and i think it's very interesting that you describe christoph as not only the creator but also the writer of truman's show because uh as we get to see in the movie they describe the show as the most authentic way of living you know the most authentic kind of tv but the more we get to see it the more we see everything that is scripted in truman's life which I think it's very interesting. Who's the who's 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 the guy that was that's supposed to re, uh, represent God? Christoph, yeah, him. Yeah, when I looked at him, I I felt like I was looking at Steve Jobs. Yeah, <laughs> I get that. I, I, I could see that too, actually. Yeah, yeah. Now that you say that, I see it too. Yeah, and I don't so. think that's an accident either. No, Looking yeah. Chin chiseled man. <laughs> the little French hat and glasses. Um. So now we're gonna get into the scenes. There are a lot of scenes in this short movie and they all kind of blend in with each other and some of these are smaller than the others, but I think we're going to go through all of them just to kind of explain just everything about it. So as we were listening to earlier, it's the movie starts off with Christoph explaining what the Truman Show is. And I think it's actually the intro of the Truman Show because it goes into like the characters and then it has the title screen. Which, I mean, that's a pretty cool way to start a movie that is supposed to be its own show. And then we get, like, the introduction of Truman and just who he is. He starts off his routine in the morning where he's just looking at the uh, at a see-through mirror with the camera watching him as he gets ready for work. And then he just, just kind of gets ready for work. And It's so sad because Motherfucker had, like, no privacy. Yeah. Like, none. For 30 years. He's but, 30. But, but, but you got to remember, like, that's kind of like, you know, it's the same thing that probably is going on with us. Yeah. You know, just fucking going, wake up in the morning, taking that mighty, that mighty shit. <laughs> it's it's kind of like a Tame Impala said, you know, the less you know, the better. His life was fine before <laughs> anybody tried to fuck it up for him. Yeah. For real. And I think this is one of the questions the movie poses, you know, like, um, would Truman have been happy if he didn't know that he was being that he wasn't in the show? You know, I think. I I, I think he was. I think there was definitely some doubt in a scene later on that um, Lauren kind of starts telling him. But then all this shit starts happening, which is actually the next scene. A light falls from the sky. That's the first. The first thing that. Well, I mean, you you gotta remember. I mean, in the ending, well you know coming coming around to that but you know there's multiple things that could have already like already set him off and i think this is probably like his his uh where we're coming in as the audience is seeing that you know he's already woke yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> obviously something's not right he gained you know? consciousness he gained <laughs> consciousness exactly i think i think um tough touching up what brian was saying it's like you know i don't want to spend too much time on it because we'll probably talk about it later but like you know as a kid he was climbing over like the rocks but that was like doing construction on the set he hadn't unlocked that area yet yeah <laughs> and it's it, like and, you know it's like and there's just other things that like was like kind of like there but he just didn't know because he thought it was a no more life you know this is what he he only knows this is what he knows which which actually brings up a good point that just kind of reminded me right now he had always been an adventurer, even from when he was a little kid. He was like, I want to be like a famous uh, traveler. And the teacher was all like, oh, well, you can't do that. Everything's been discovered already. But since birth, he had always been like a traveler, which is also 
it started off with that scene of him climbing up the rocks you know yeah he was always just kind of like trying to see what was out there and then that's something you can't script that's something they didn't want to script because they want everything to be genuine his emotion so like obviously like trying to predict his next move was probably hard so they did things that work in a way where like they wanted push him to certain direction plot armor <laughs> i mean yeah but like at the same time like they still want to make it as authentic as possible because i mean you can put that in life there's certain things in our life that push us in a certain direction but i mean you know this is a movie and like a movie within the show yeah yes exactly and that's a good way to describe it and then yeah so he starts his morning off there's like he, the light falls and he's just kind of like what the fuck is going on and then like you were kind of mentioning like they script certain things when certain things happen he's, he gets in the car and the radio saying oh an airplane was dropping parts today in sea haven and then he was just like oh okay i see why you know but he just starts off his morning he goes to work and we're presented with a piece of information that isn't revealed until later he's calling for um he calls fiji asking for a girl named lauren or sylvia and up to this point we don't know who she is but he seems to have recreated what she might look like with a bunch of different magazines but he hasn't really finished completing her look so he doesn't really remember what she looks like but he's just trying to put together from his pieces of like uh from his memory that's like dedication right there though yeah because we figure i think we're to assume that five years have passed since college yeah uh maybe more i i, I wouldn't really know on it it's because they mentioned something like uh with his wife she's like oh remember where we were like five years ago or something like that but anyway as that's happening i believe his boss kind of just notices what's going on or like that something's weird going on so he tells him to go on a job which requires them to go on a on a ferry to an island and here we're presented with uh the first glimpse of Truman's trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah manufactured trauma. Manufactured too. trauma. Yeah. yeah, which was like, I like, it was a little weird. Why would they do that? Like, I, I mean, was the reason it's why fucked to do up. It? <laughs> to, just to like, fu like, yeah, to fuck. Well, with yeah, him I mean, his, like... his his main thing is to not know that there's an outside world within the world that he that he's in. You have to admit though, that's that's a really good like writing idea from Kristoff to be like, you know what? We're gonna make sure he never leaves. But like, what if, what if I'm just saying, what if he's a like, all right, I'm gonna get on this boat for my job. This is important. Like, what if he mans up? See, it's kind of like a he's gonna, is he gonna murder the whole cast on the on the boat? That would make reinforce like, nope, nope. Because you know, the first time it happens, okay, I shouldn't do it. The second time it happens again, it's like, ooh, all right, maybe I should never do it. Actually, it's well, kind I mean, of like what? Oh, go, Brian. You know, go. I'm pretty sure he did happen to go through that. Like, I mean. Throughout the whole movie, this guy's being stopped and like remember ha having to like deal with like traumatizing moments where like they make them remember those I, those those issues, you know. I yeah. think it's meant to serve as a purpose, like the way that they tell him. Like as soon, obviously they can hear and they can hear everything that he says, right? Yeah. And um, they probably overheard him talking about going to Fiji, so they're like, "Oh, we need to remind them." of his fear for water okay, that, okay i didn't think about that that makes more sense yeah, yeah. i just thought of it right now yeah okay, i know genius <laughs> all right buddy yeah. all the fucking places fiji yeah and to clarify um this trauma that we're talking about is uh something got written into his life very early on by christoph where he was in a boat with his dad and there was a storm and his dad ended up passing away in front of him so um, to say yeah, so yeah, to yeah. Say. Um, so is that based off on like? Oh wait, 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 wait. So, so you're, you're sorry. I'm gonna take two step back. Um, yeah, yeah. The, 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 everything back. that led off before he went into work to call Fiji, he saw his dad. Was it right away? Yeah, wasn't it? No, it was when he after. leaves. When he leaves, right after that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah. Okay, yeah, but no, yeah. Okay, so hold on, we're get to it right now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's he's we were presented with his trauma and his fear of water and then it just leads to the introduction of his best friend marlin as they're hitting golf balls and truman's just kind of from what it seems like he's having kind of like a a crisis where he's like oh i'm gonna leave marlin i'm gonna go to fiji i'm gonna take some time off and marlin he plays a really good role in just kind of being oblivious that there's an outside world even though he's part of this like fabricated world and he's like, Fiji, 
Where's that at? Is that by Hawaii or some shit? But yeah, they're just hitting golf balls and... Him, at first, if you don't know what's going on, you would assume that Marlon is a pretty good friend. He's a genuine friend, you know? He has the best intentions for... For oh, he Truman, gets, he gets paid the big bucks. <laughs> that would be have a to fake so. ass friend. <laughs> be a fake friend. <laughs> and then, yeah. So after that, Marlon asked him like, "Oh, do you want to go get a drink?" And he's like, "No, I'm gonna go." He's like, "I gotta go home or something." Yeah. But really, what happens is that Truman ends up going to the beach and sitting on the beach and just kind of stepping on the beach yeah. <laughs> as he just kind of reminisces about what happens, which is kind of fucked up to think about. It's like yeah. they. It's like they created a plot point in the show where they're like, oh, we're going to have him relive his trauma and then we're going to have him think about it and then do a flashback for the yeah. people watching the show. And we haven't really been that deep into the movie, but we can already see a lot of clear examples in which the show uh, actively tries to stop Truman from doing what he wants to do, right? Uh, when, when he's... Um, dreaming about going to fiji his boss stops him for it to do something else when he's talking to his best friend about moving to fiji his best friend actively discourages him from doing that showing how even though he's not technically in a prison he kind of is because he doesn't get to do what he wants to do exactly and you know not only that truman is obviously you know he's the main character that's like going through these flashbacks you know, you got to think about it. Like all the other workers that were like really near him went through his, also his cycle. So it's kind of like, damn, like, I know like they obviously had the freedom to like go out and explore and do whatever they want, but you know, they, 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 they probably in, in, in many ways were trying to like, be like, Hey man, you probably have it better in here than we have it out there. Which is why they probably didn't leave and, or they were probably pretty getting paid the big bucks. Yeah. That's true. So after this whole beach scene, I believe it's another technical mishap that happens because it starts raining, but it only starts raining right underneath him. Yeah. And he's just kind of like, <laughs> what the hell? And he starts Bro, walking around. Fucking mad as fuck. If, <laughs> if rain was just fucking just only on me. Bro, some shit happened. I'd probably have a panic attack. I'd be like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? And then it just starts raining normally and he goes home and then whatever. So the next morning is actually when I think he's going to work and he passes by a homeless man and he looks back and the homeless man takes his hat off and it's revealed to be his dad. And this is like the biggest fuck up, like, which I have a question. It's like they kind of insinuate later that this isn't the first time that in like there's been an intrusion into this town. Yeah. But I just wonder, like, if it's so hard for him to get out, is it really easy to get into Sea Haven? Well, I mean, you got to think of it this way. It's a big ass fucking space. Yeah. Like whether if you have like top notch security or anything like that, like it's a big like, I mean, bro, you could view this outside of the fucking satellite, you know, from space, from space, bro. Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably the reason why it's easy to get in to make those intrusions. But I mean, you know, I, I what I think what I think about it is just like human human error. You know, yeah. Like, like people didn't go through the process and stuff like that. You know, obviously, plot armor. People just get in and like, you know, diving a little deep because that it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like how how you can you mess something like that as big as that? How you gonna mess it up? That's true. But yeah, so he sees his dad, and then as soon as he recognizes all the people who were like other characters in his life, they get like a in their I guess their earphones are like. Like, oh, get, get him. And then everyone just scrambles to get him, get the dad. And then Truman's just trying to go after him. And he just kind of starts freaking out. And then that he, is that is freaky, bro. Like, imagine you're just like chilling. Fucking see someone that you haven't seen in a long time. And they're trying to tell you something like, like, dude, like everything's a lie. This and that, this, this, you know, and then like automatically swept up by like random ass people. That's fucking scary. I have a question for you guys, and I just thought of this right now, but I had kind of been thinking about it uh, when I first watched it. Do you think that the people who are portrayed as his parents in the show, his actual parents? Hell no. Uh, no, he. Uh, they, they said it that he was actually an unwanted kid. 
Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. They 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 stated that he was the uh, first baby to be adopted by a corporation. corporation. Let's go. And then <laughs> um and so yeah, I I don't and like my my question is to that is to like I'm gonna ask you a question is, you think at a certain point they actually cared? Like I mean I know in the, in the movie they seem like they didn't care they just did it for the money mm-hmm. just, like you know I think we would touch on on which why is that like very questionable yeah but like um do you think because like no way in how you're gonna work with someone and then you have to be their like lover parents and not grow attachment to that like you have to be like some oh dude definitely cold-hearted person but do you think like if this was a real thing would they eventually like actually care? like just a quick question i just want to hear your guys that's a really good question um i'm not so sure about the mother but for the dad when they killed him off i feel like he was more upset that he lost he lost his part in the show and if it happened when he was younger when truman was younger we're, we're to believe that it took him like 20 years for him to like decide to come back or want to, to come back so i don't think so at least in terms of uh, the dad. I don't know about the mom. Yeah, I think um, what what the movie uh, shows is that any person that he believes um, is like close to him doesn't really care about him because, like Milo said, the only thing that the dad cared about was that he lost the part in the show, and the only reason he wanted to come back is because he wanted to be a part of the show. And I would argue if anyone really cared about him, any of his close uh, like friends and family really cared about him, they wouldn't keep up keeping the lie that is his life like i would say if his wife or his mom or his dad or even his best friend really cared about him they would tell him hey like your whole life has been a lie what i was trying to say is if this was like you would you think they grow attachment to him if this was real um well yeah but that, that one chick foreign <laughs> yeah i i would okay We'll, we'll, we'll go back to the question. Okay, let's just, yeah, yeah. But so yeah, so keep that in mind. So one of the main scenes, which kind of explains the whole story or or of what's to come, it's the flashback of college, and we're first introduced to this girl who keeps eyeing Truman, and it seems like that there's some chemistry between them, but I'm pretty sure they don't know each other, and like in the flash of an eye. Christoph throws in some plot armor and throws in Lauren Linney's character, Meryl, and kind of falls on him. And as he, as Truman is distracted by her, Lauren is whisked away by some other characters. And it, you know, Truman is, is just kind of like, what the heck, you know? And then it kind of, it moves forward into a scene where they're, they're all dancing together. They're like at a school dance or something. And he sees Lauren and he's just kind of like, he's dancing with Meryl, but he just kind of keeps looking around and sees Lauren and trying to, take an eye on her and then you could tell that Meryl's trying to distract him from looking at her and then as that's happening they again take Getting away Laura yeah they <laughs> cucked he got cock plugged not a real homie and then this is where it um it kind of goes away to when the next the scene library. yeah when they're in the library and Truman's like oh no, I gotta do some homework and then he sees Lauren's bracelet, so he kind of looks over as she's the studying. The details that he remembers about her, bro. The that's details, fucking, bro. Like, hey, you're a man, but look, that's a little creepy. You know, <laughs> kind of knowing a little too much right there. And it kind of, he starts talking to her, and she's, she's kind of alluding to the fact that she shouldn't be talking to him because she's going to, something's going to happen. And she's saying things like, oh, we shouldn't be talking. I can't talk to you. They don't want me to talk to you. And Truman's just kind of asking her out and she's being dismissive, saying, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. And then Truman's saying, like, do you want to go out with me? And then she says, no, no, no. And he's like, well, when can you go out with me? And then she writes on a piece of paper now. It was like, it was like a music video. <laughs> Promiscuous girl, whatever you are, I'm all alone. And then it kind of goes to, um, they, she seems to know where all the cameras are. So when they're running away, they're hiding me behind all the camp like all the i guess like all the their the, things are obstructing their the, view the behind the scenes bts De- yes behind De- the scenes deleted footage and so they end up on the beach and then they just kind of start talking and then truman well, kisses well, her but well, then she- i'm gonna pause you right there one thing that like kind of like fucked me up in the whole movie 
Cause like that one camera that was following them everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh, like like when uh, when they were in the hospital, and it's like he like act like like he if someone's leaving. wearing it, wearing the camera in their shirt. Well, well, for me, cause like he was looking around, no one was looking for him, and then he runs, he tries to run to the back, and it's kind of like. Someone behind him. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's kind of weird, but I mean, again, it's like you know. So like, that's the thing with like with her, like when they're like running away to that beach, there's like a camera, like all fucking like shaking and shit. <laughs> Some like, invisible whoop. dude, just know, like kind of just like chilling right there. Who the fuck is that guy? Kind, <laughs> kind of unrelated, but kind of related to what you were saying. Did you guys know that the ring that Truman wears is actually a camera? Oh, I don't know yeah. if you ever caught a glimpse of it, but it's a ring with a super huge stone on it. Oh, and no, it's okay. So it's meant to be a camera. No, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> you just see it going up and down. But yeah, so <laughs> back, so back, so back to Lauren and Truman on the beach. Lauren confesses that everything's fake. That everything that is in Sea Haven is created specifically for him. Yeah. And as soon as she tells him that, you see a car storming onto the beach and just driving on the sand, and then an old man. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me, let me <laughs> tell you something. <laughs> And then some guy comes out and basically says, like, come on, Lauren, we have to go. And then Bro, she tells her that she has, she's like schizophrenic. schizophrenic. <laughs> she brings all her boyfriends here. I was like, fuck, that's fucked up. And then Truman's just like, what the fuck's going on? And then he's like, I'm her father. And, and she's like, I've never even seen this guy before. <laughs> and she just gets taken away. And she tells Truman, come find me. Bro, I would have been woke at that moment. Yeah. Okay, okay, my, my gripe with that scene was like she was taken away from one old man. I know, yeah, I was thinking the same thing and, and too, I was bro. Like, I, cause like when I watched it, I was like, I, I thought it was multiple people. It's too easy. I'm gonna suck the shit out of that guy. But like, it's like, but it's like literally like one old man. Like, bro, you, are you, got, you gotta, bro, you gotta, you gotta go. You gotta guy, go. He's gonna have a heart attack after. Oh. <laughs> I agree, but you know, I mean, yeah, movie, the movie, yeah. Movie. And so, um, yeah, so she runs away, and the dad tells him, we're moving to Fiji. And that's what initiates this whole idea of Fiji in his mind. Yeah. And I think this is when the movie uh, just sets up the whole environment, right? Like, w when this ends, we're introduced to this world in which Truman doesn't really get to do what he wants. Uh, and he's kind of, like, stuck in this world, even though there is hints of showing that this isn't real. Right. Yeah, and you know it, it's pretty cool because like i mean as far as for for truman uh jim carrey he's uh always remembering about her like Bro. obviously like first love you know trying to remember like her figure oh well her face figure i guess because that's what he's trying to go for um and, and, and like it was a good scene dude like that that scene alone like what, what like that I was think, the like, realest moment in the his life this moment was just like oh shit actually someone fucking really loved him yeah and this is i feel like when the movie uh sets up one of the most important questions is uh why like after all all these like uh hints that his world is not real how come he hasn't realized that it's all fake and this is when christoph answers that we accept the world that we, we live in right um and I think it's one of the questions that it, it's not only asked for Truman, but also to us, right? Yeah, uh, like the pushed advertising, mm -hmm. the really, really like dedicated like scenarios where he has to be in. Yeah. Where it's like, or like dude, all these people, he's like everyone's his friend and everyone likes him and they greet him and he greets them. And like if it's like this super idealized society but it's not like that at all is life really actually like that because <laughs> i'm gonna keep it real son it's not, that doesn't happen to me i'm like yeah. brian do you say hi to your neighbors when oh, you get out fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think this is supposed to mirror us in a way because how many times have we said that we're gonna do something like take a trip or like go out with your friends or do something that you've always wanted to do every fucking time yeah but because <laughs> of a sense of responsibility that was put on us by society like having a wife having a job uh having bills to pay you don't really get to do it because you feel like you have this uh, attachment to your lifestyle right just how truman can go to fiji because his wife doesn't want him to his job doesn't let him to his best friend discourages the him. travel agency doesn't yeah. let him hey, it's quick, just it's quick, the same way with us quick question mm -hmm. 
You think he got paid? Like, you know, can you imagine like the amount of hours? Truman? Definitely not. That PTO? <laughs> like, think about it. Like, did he get paid? Like, you know. Like when Truman did taxes, he's like, wait, I don't even make this much money. <laughs> you know? Um. Well, I mean, that's a good question. I don't think he got paid to be an actor. I'm pretty sure he just got paid a regular salary at his job, yeah. which is fucked up if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, he, he. I think the show shows or the movie shows that uh, uh, he's just a person there, right? Like uh, most people that are part of making the show don't see him as a human being. But see him as just this property. They, they sound like a fucking broom. Yeah. He's, he, yeah. <laughs> okay, so now going over to the next scene, mm-hmm. it seems like everything happens as he's going on his way to work every time. So he's driving to work and a radio transmission gets caught in Truman's car. Oh, and- dude, that would have fucked me up. <laughs> Bro, 100%. I would have fucking crashed it into a fucking pole instantly. Doubt creeps in at an all time high. I you should. <laughs> because the people on the radio are basically saying where he's driving, what street he turns on to, and telling people what to do when he gets there. Because they're like they're basically, as what they call it in position one, where it's like starting off. Because I could just imagine if the transfer of the signal was just that one audio. Like, <laughs> I got lotion on my dick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's just like. <laughs> Fixing the frequencies, like what the fuck? <laughs> and then it leads into a really, uh, and uh, I'm just thinking of this now as we like we're talking about it. It leads into a really amazing scene, where instead of going to work right away, he's just he just goes and to sit down on a bench, and he just starts looking around him with this amazing level of doubt in his mind, doubt in his mind now because he doesn't know if what's going on is real or not. It looks like he starts questioning things. He's noticing all these other people around them. And he notices someone kind of following him and kind of looking at him. So he follows this guy to a building and he tries to go in an elevator. And you can even tell like the security guards are like, whoa, he's not supposed to be here, you know? And then he goes to the elevator and behind the elevator, you see fucking behind the scenes. I guess of like producers or like stage crew, you know? Like, like, it's just like the, like, um, like the break room. Yeah, 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 and then like, so then like, they shut the door. Then he opens it again, and that's when you see them putting the elevator together. And like, I mean, if I would have saw that, me personally, I would have been like, "Yo, like, what's going on?" You're gonna be like, "I'm the main character." <laughs> I mean, I always been, but you know, shut the fuck. Shut up. The fuck up. <laughs> yeah, no, automatically, like, bro, when he's in the car. And like that fucking l- like loud signal where the guy's just like, oh shit, we gotta change frequencies. And it does like a loud fucking beep. And everybody's just like stand still in pain because like of the fucking frequency. The shift. feedback, yeah. Like, bro, <laughs> fuck that. I would in the ocean, swimming. <laughs> drowning. <laughs> drowning. <laughs> I'm out. Fuck so, that. <laughs> so after this whole scenario, it leads to uh, Truman going to Marlin, his best friend. And just telling him like what like i don't know what's going on like yeah. i feel like he's like you ever feel like your life or i forgot what he says but he said something about like you ever feel like your life was like meant to be i i don't i, I don't remember the quote i'm sorry but no, um okay. he's just kind of talking to marlon about it and marlon's saying like what what do you mean this whole world's for you for one person very unlikely and mm-hmm. as always just marlon being marlon you know marlon's like it sucks because like he has like the realest like information that he gives out to him yeah. but it's not even him that's telling him to say it's that it's Kristoff it's yeah. fucking Kristoff that fucking chin chiseled man <laughs> little rat but you gotta admit Marlon always brings a six pack you can respect yeah. that hey that's and, right dude. and that's part of the advertisement too cause he always brings the same beer fuck yeah, yeah. dude and he's he always says some, something like oh the most recession beer or whatever hey but do you think he'd do that in real life hey, that's a question we gotta ask yeah. later <laughs> but also if you notice when he's like stalking the vending machine uh, at some point when Truman is like talking to him he runs out of stuff to stalk the, the machine with so he grabs the same items and puts them back in. Oh, what? <laughs> I never noticed that. Oh, okay, so so the, the quote you're looking for, he's like, um, 
Because he's saying people are in on it. And then Marlon says, I mean, think about it, Truman. If everybody's in on oh, it. Oh, no, no. I'll... This was the second. This was the second one. That, that, that's the second uh, oh, okay, conversation okay. they had. Yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to find it. But that, that line is pretty fucked up. Yeah. yeah. He basically yeah. says something along the lines of, like, do you ever feel like, like everything bitch. in your life was set out for yeah. just bitch, you? Bitch, you ain't special. Yeah. yeah and it's like, he's like, oh, I'm being followed. And he's like, like, who? Well, who's following you? It's like I, he was like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, look, they look like people like me and you. Like, what about those old people right there? That seems so mm -hmm. funny too, because he's like, he's doing a bunch of weird shit. He's like, I'm trying to act different, and then he just like puts his suitcase down and he claps. Yeah. And he's like, did they look? No. Yeah, I bet they didn't, or yeah. something like that. <laughs> which, is, which is weird, because if you did something like that in public, people would look. Like, yeah. yeah. That's true. Wrong writing. Dude. Terrible yeah. writing. Terrible writing. <laughs> Are we give and the let's try that in row public. ten. <laughs> uh, and then the next thing we got is uh, Truman, his wife, and his mom. They're sitting. They're looking at the photo album. Just kind of going through it. And they're like, as, from the rest of the movie, Truman is doubting everything. Dude, yeah. at that point during during the scene of the of him and the wife, I couldn't like. So I was telling Beth earlier, uh, our home theater system from the from the house fucked up so i was installing a new one and uh i was test testing all like frequencies like testing the subwoofer you know front speakers you know etc etc and <laughs> during the because i was obviously seeing it again too uh i couldn't help but notice i was like dude like this could be a fucking serial killer movie <laughs> like where this dude fucking turns psycho yeah like he could start killing why not you stupid <laughs> bastard he could start killing everybody you know like oh everybody's fake everybody's this and that yeah. you know and uh imagine, that'd, be a, that'd be a good version of the show to watch and then just imagine her the wife like just trying to do her job yeah and you know he, she starts realizing like oh like he's He's getting out of hand but anyways the more that that scene was starting to come up you know the mom showing all the pictures the the wife you know like oh yeah let's focus on having a baby he's like i want to go to fiji you know let's go to fiji and fuck he's that like, kid <laughs> let's have a kid you know, then he's, you know. But, but you know why they keep trying to push the kid brian because uh christoph wanted the first ever on-air conception to happen in tv history yeah. That's literally um, what they were aiming for. Kim Kardashian uh, won that they're award. Just trying to get, they're, <laughs> just, they're just trying to get the lens of the camera with the, the nuts hanging. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, they're looking through the pictures, and then uh, there's still Dao. And then I guess they went to... Uh, so, um, speaking of Dao, I just saw it right now, and I was reading about it. So, you know how the wife, she crossed her finger? Yeah. That's and then what y'all was about to get to. Uh, but uh, yeah go you want you want to you want to say it then oh no yeah but yeah they're just going through the pictures and then he notices a picture of well on their wedding day and his wife quote quote is crossing her fingers oh and, oh continue chris oh, okay so basically it was a metaphor for saying that like i don't love him it's kind of like you or know, like psych you know she's crossing yeah. like nope you know that the, the 90 things where like you cross your finger when someone's like telling you the truth cross your like, heart and hope to die yeah. yeah it just it just shows that he never really like back to your question i think uh his wife never really loved them or like yeah like he it wasn't genuine yeah even Simple, yeah even to say truman later on says that she actually despises him he that she can't stand them but she stays with him only for the show yeah, because she's like the truest form of like advertisement because she fucking advertises everything. Because yeah. on, honestly, like if it's not Truman being shown, it's his wife who has to be the second most. Like, I mean, in an aspect of like, In a show, yeah, yeah show-wise. Yeah, like, come on, like, you know, he's always yeah. with his wife. And it's on. funny because it says in like the, on IMDb that she like watched a bunch of like older shows and advertisements. And that's how she created her character because that's how back in the day they would advertise things, you know? That's how people in shows acted back in the day. Where they would hold the product with like both hands like this, with like one going up, uh, leaning up you know, underneath. And it's just like, you should buy this product. And it will, it'll do like a fat zoom in with like yes, sparkles. Yes, yes. Which leads us to the next scene, which is the following morning. He confronts Meryl kind of unassumingly as she's going to work. And she's trying to explain what happened in the elevator scene the day before. And uh, as she's leaving for work, he's like, don't cross your fingers. And at that 
moment she looks back in disbelief because he's yeah. like oh shit what's going on yeah and then we got truman following her to the hospital because they're supposed to do an amputation and he's like okay yeah. i'm gonna catch him not doing some <laughs> shit right now and so yeah they like he goes to them and he sees a patient and and he's trying to watch them and then they're nervous and somebody drops like i guess like a container and the fucking person who's a patient like jumps Jolts. up yeah. and he's like what the fuck is going no, on so, so, yeah like right, right in that beginning you know obviously goes in is in the front desk automatically the fucking one of the registered nurses you know is like hey uh <laughs> what are you doing here yeah like Crazy. You're, not, you're, not, you're not supposed to be here you're supposed to be at work we yeah. know this because we then, know your life and then obviously <laughs> you know like they're they're uh uh well uh truman's like Oh, I just want to talk to my wife. You know, I, got, I have something like just to tell her, you know, that I'm going to be leaving Fiji today. He's like, oh, you're leaving Fiji today? He's like, yeah, today. Like, Let her know. I'll call her when I'm there. I'll call, yeah. So obviously tries to go away. She starts running towards <laughs> the fucking <laughs> wife. To the wife, bro. And it's funny because when you mentioned that scene where like they have to like, oh, yeah, we're going to do surgery, this and that. And bro, they literally They're trying to pretend they, to cut the leg yeah. and they do cut the leg a little bit yeah like they just slice it it's <laughs> just like oh. and it looks they make it look like they're pulling off her leg just as the guy closes the shades yeah. on up oh my god brother it's just fucking funny so yeah after that happens truman's like i gotta go to i gotta leave bro so he tries to leave he goes to a travel agency oh there's no flights for a month he's like all right i'll go try somewhere else he tries to go on a bus he goes on the bus and the guy like completely destroys the clutch on the bus and he's like, yeah. "Bro, sorry guys." Yeah, and that I think me. yeah, I think the bus driver apologizing to Truman himself. He's literally, I think yeah. he's genuine. I think he's genuine too, because I think most people that are not part of like the like they're the not main characters, the close circle from uh, Truman, actually want to see him, you know, get out of that quote-unquote prison. You know, and that's that's something that we're also that we're also missing out is uh, the real live audience. Yeah. You know the the that's true. The, yeah. The audience, you know, they obviously want to want the show to continue, but they obviously will be probably like us, like like fuck, dude, that's fucked up. They have them in there, you know, yeah. not I, realizing they're like super they, fans they, of them. They they wanted they wanted the best for him. Like you can yeah. tell they they like they wanted the best for him, but obviously it's kind of like you know like. You can't have your you can't have your cake and eat it too. But you can, Chris. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just right. kidding. <laughs> don't, like, be, don't be developed into one cake. <laughs> multiple <laughs> cakes, baby. But yeah, like yeah, it's, it's just crazy to think about that all that stuff, you know? Yeah, and like it's cool because like you have obviously different audiences that uh, you know some of them are really really dedicated to them. Others are just like in a bar, just trying to well, see like. You know that bar? It's a Truman like themed bar. It's yeah. called the Truman Bar the or some shit like that. <laughs> I did not know. And that. they sh they show the show on the in the bar at all times. So like when they were earlier in the show, when they're showing a I guess a college scene, one of the guys who works there, he's like, "Oh yeah, like why are you watching that again? We have that on the Greatest Hits tape." And oh, then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, the the it goes uh, it relate back to like when like it's supposed to be like Tom, a flashback yeah, yeah the uh, uh, no, Lauren Lauren on the beach and then yeah I remember I know what you're talking about so yeah after all this happened at the hospital Meryl goes home Truman's in the car he's freaking out he's telling her we gotta go so he kind of kidnaps Meryl and tries to get away and there's all these obstacles going on you know. They're like, oh, they're driving away, and all this traffic appears out of nowhere. Well, I feel like he used her, so that way they get out of of, of Truman's way, because he kind of pretty much used her as bait to kind of be like, I will fucking murder both of us right now. Possibly, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't go as far as murder, but like, I feel like he still has some hope that she was genuine. Yeah. yeah, and then like Fuck so. That bitch. She didn't want genuine. Oh no, I mean, shit. yeah, he noticed that after the uh, after the whole that whole scene. Yeah. So yeah, they're like driving, and then yeah, they, they they hit traffic, and then they circle back around, and then when they circle back around, the traffic's gone, and then they're driving like through the woods or something, and it says like there's a fire, 
and they drive through like a strip of fire that's supposed to look like it's like a natural fire. Bro, that fucked me up, man. Yeah. Like, it's just like, you're trying to kill my boy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and I think um, one of the things that happened in this scene is when they go over the bridge where it's like through water, you know? And uh, this is, I think, one of the parts where Truman's character like uh, gets developed a little bit. Yeah. Because everyone believed that he wasn't going to get passed over the bridge because of his trauma of water. Uh-huh. But I believe in this scene, it shows that he's going to do anything and everything to get out of there. Because for once in his life, he overcame his fear of water to uh, escape his metaphoric prison. Would you say that that's... This- this part is the climax then of the movie because it kind of goes different from there on. I don't think it's the climax, but it's when when the movie shows that he is willing to do whatever he can to get out of the uh, of the show. I mean, he ran into like radiate radiation, a plant site, yeah. yeah, radiation just to make it out. Yeah, but it's so funny. He would have believed it if the officer didn't call him by his name. Yeah, yeah he was like, like, well, he he felt, he felt like he was believing in the first. He was like, oh, yeah, no problem, Truman. So he was just like, what? Yeah. He's like, Truman. And then he gets out of the car. He's like, fuck it. If this is real, I'm going to die. If the not, wife was like, Truman. Truman. <laughs> go get him. And so you get all these guys getting him. And then, like, I guess they arrest him. And they get sent back home. And I think what. what wasn't it when the cop. Wait, the cops didn't see Truman at the door? No, the Truman. No, 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 it was in the car. In the car. Oh, okay, it was in the car. Yeah, but then he, like, they, the 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 people who are at the plant site, they capture him, and I guess they arrest him and they send him home, and then that leads to like the scene where he's like yelling at Merrill, and he's like, I know what's going on, and mm-hmm. like all this shit's going on, and he's basically like being aggressive with her, and she yells, "Somebody do something!" Yeah, and Truman's like, "Wait, what did you say?" He's like, "Say that again!" And he's still being aggressive with her, and she's trying to protect herself. And then and you got lo and behold, my boy Marlon coming in with that yeah, six pack, yeah, <laughs> the same old six pack. <laughs> and then <laughs> this is a scene where her character completely breaks. She's talking to she's being uh, comforted by Marlon and she's saying, I don't know how they expect me to work like this under these unprofessional well, even before, like, settings. Well, like, he answered like she like fucking got like a whole try to find the sharpest object. To like push him away. She know? was still advertising with the she, three, with the little whatever, like the peeler, yeah. dicer. What thing. are you gonna do? No, no, she, no, first Slice she me, advertised. Grace the, me. Yeah, she, first she advertised the cocoa, and then that's when he pops off. Because then at the wait, he's like, who are you talking to? <laughs> yeah, he's like, who are you talking to? Just us. Like, what the fuck is going on, <laughs> bro? For real, like, how do you like? Like oh, yeah. if it, if you're in a like you could easily tell what the fucking advertisement is. So like, okay, how bro, would you bro. do that in the wrong time? I, I feel like we if we were to live the life that he lived, that would be normal. Oh, my wife been doing it for so long, you know. Yeah. Fuck you know, that, bro. I don't think I think that shit's normal. <laughs> yeah. No, no. But with the thing is, that's how you're conditioned to like believe. back in the days, not too. No, no. It's just your condition. Like if you were brought up in a like believing that like this how life works, you're gonna think that way. You know, it's like. Like, if put it this way, that was the culture, I guess. Get, yeah. Because like that's what he's seen, that's what he believed, that's what people did. Yeah, and that's part of the metaphor, right? That's the movie telling us, uh, we've been sold this lie about the contemporary American life, right? How we have the nuclear family. You're supposed to have uh, a wife and a house and kids and like basically build a nuclear family an right ground bunker yeah 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 so we're out. led to believe that we'll be happy as long as we have a wife that we have a nice job that we have our kids but we realize that this isn't really doing it for uh truman and it's kind of a metaphor for us right like, not, not only that but remember, there was a scene i think we did pass over about how they're making their revenue through the show and it was like it, I, I don't think there was oh no it, it, it's coming up when they mention it oh but, okay okay. I but they basically that. say that everything that's on the show is for sale yep. they yeah. have a, a Truman Show catalog and, and like all their money is made from the revenue off those items yeah yeah like even even the houses were on for sale like the that yeah. model house like you could buy it like probably somewhere else obviously yeah. and then it, okay after this whole breakdown between Truman and Meryl we have a heart to heart with Marlon and he's just having a heart to heart and it's what you were mentioning earlier Chris that he was saying like if everyone was in on it that would have been I would have to be in on it and I wouldn't lie to you which is fucked up which, he, for real yeah, which is fucked up we'll continue and, and then six pack of beers 
Ain't doing don't mean shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then here, okay, not knowing what you know now, up to this point, you're to believe that probably Marlon is the only genuine person in his life yeah. and has good intentions. But then as they're having this heart to heart, it's revealed that Kristoff is telling every telling him everything what to say. And it's just like, damn, I had hope for Marlon. Yeah. Fuck Marlon. <laughs> we want Wayman. Wayman. Yeah, Wayman. Right. And then we have, uh, I guess, creating more plot armor because as Kristoff says, like, oh, his dad created this whole crisis. So the only way to fix it is to bring his dad back officially, you know? And so Marlon said, like, look who I brought. It's your dad, you know? And like, <laughs> I'm your dad. I'm your dad. <laughs> He believes it and everything you know and they have like this really wholesome moment on screen and all the people who are watching the show all the producers Kristoff, everyone's like oh my god that was like the best show ever and all this shit you know at least crisis is gonna be over and then we just have this uh we get our official introduction to Kristoff through an interview following this scene and he's just having an interview and he's explaining like oh like as you guys keep mentioning he's the first baby to be adopted by a corporation he was a premature so he was anxious to be on show already and like how many cameras they have and all this stuff and then we have lauren the one who's like the skeptic of this whole i guess project calling and saying like don't you think what you're doing is messed up you know like it's, it's like it's fucked up like <laughs> you shouldn't do that to a baby or like you don't feel bad and all this stuff yeah because i mean they got to the point where they're like hey man i don't think i don't think we could cover this up tomorrow you know like yeah. this is getting this is getting a little bit too uh self-aware i would say and i think this adds a little more to the metaphor of how like us as people are indoctrinated into believing that we have to live a certain kind of lifestyle to be happy but shown and shown again throughout the movie uh we notice that this lie is not what makes truman happy and it's not what would make us happy right like uh um, this lie, the system that he's been grown up with, doesn't uh, cut it for him. He wants more. He wants to do his own thing, but he feels like he can't because the people in his life don't let him. Right, and uh, it also leads to Kristoff saying, like, "Oh, if he was determined enough, he would be able to leave. He he he, he could leave if he wants to, you know." Yeah, but. It's yeah, like but, that was a but, lie, but, by like, the way. But how the fuck are they gonna let him leave when they put him so many fucking obstacles? No, no, no. no. That, that that was that, that. Like I'll tell you right now, that line made me so mad because I know what happened at the very end. I was like, "You better kill this guy to keep yeah. him on the show." That yeah. was a fucking lie. So yeah, yeah after, so after all this, after the whole heart to heart with Marlon, and after the whole like confrontation with his father, I think we're led to believe that Truman's like, "All right." something is up and i don't care anymore but i'm not gonna let them know that i know so it leads to the morning sink where he's just kind of doing that whole thing with the space or or i think he's staring at the he's staring straight in the mirror and he's pretending to be someone else and he puts on a little show like he does at the beginning of the show and then the the producers are getting skeptical like oh shit he knows you know and then he he just plays it off as just being a character and then at the end he's like that one's for free so yeah. he's already aware he's self-aware of what's going on Ex and he doesn't care yeah <laughs> and Bro, uh, like, you, how, like how would you think like your mental state would be it would be fucked dude, dude like, no, I feel no. like he was he played it off well like he broke i think he he adjusted well because he was i think at that point he was so determined to leave that he knew he could hide it by just being him because he's been him on the show the whole lot his whole life. whole life yeah he doesn't know any different if they were to be if he were to be skeptical the people watching the show and the producers wouldn't know you know yeah. it'd be obvious so i uh oh yeah so they're interviewing Kristoff, and he basically says that the next character development is that meryl's going to leave him and in the following scene it shows truman supposedly asleep in the basement and you hear snoring and Kristoff's like why didn't anyone tell me that this happened and the producers didn't think anything about it and Kristoff walks away and he's just kind of like he stops for a bit and he looks like he's like isolate the sound and like you could hear him snoring and then but he's still skeptical so he calls he tells one of the producers call him tell him it's the wrong number 
and he's not answering. And then as always, you know, they call Marlin with a six pack. He rushes, here, he yeah. rushes over, gets out of the car, <laughs> leaves the door open, goes in. He goes into the basement and he sees that. I'm gonna start doing that for you guys. <laughs> when you guys calling, I'm gonna hey, come with the come, yeah, hey, come, come with the six pack of beer, Chris. Brian. Chris. <laughs> hey, that would fuck me up because you do show up at random moments. Chris, I'm like Brian. Chris, I got just, a six pack of beer, bro. What's going on? You should just do that no matter what. Chris. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. But yeah, so then it. Um, Marlon, he lifts up the blanket that uh, Truman is supposedly sleeping under, and it's not him. It's oh, a fucking wow. like, like a snowman like balloon or something, and like tape a recorder. a tape recorder, and he's looking around the room and he finds a fucking hole they that he. They, they, uh, Chris told him to look in the closet, and then when he looks in the closet, he finds a hole, which was a scene earlier where like he was like digging in, and she was like, "Oh, you miss a you miss a spot," and then she advertised like the lawnmower. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then he was like, "Yeah, what? Whatever." So that I think that because it was he was in a garden like yeah the, yeah so that actually, was that was <laughs> I actually didn't put two and two together I didn't realize that was like the him spot the yeah oh, no, that's yeah. crazy yeah yeah I I noticed that like the like right, every time right. I watched it but um yeah, yeah so he, at this point he's gone the whole town's looking for him nobody knows what's going on everyone like bands together they turn the sun on like even though it's night yeah. <laughs> they're like fuck it we can need to just, find them can you just imagine just going to sleep and then just i mean can you <laughs> imagine can you imagine that you think you're living in like the right cycle Bro, and then like it's like one minute that, one minute is night and then like literally the no, one second is night like cool you know whatever and then the second second is like oh wow that was quick yeah. fucking 3 a.m just <laughs> Son. It's, it's 12 o'clock now, that, baby. That ringing in here, just. <laughs> but yeah, everyone's everyone's looking for him. The whole town people are looking for him, and then, but, like one thing that tripped me out, like when they're finding them, they're all holding each other. That like, that's what they do when um like uh uh when a missing person happened. That's actually real. Like they like so like if they're gonna go oh, to okay, a so so riddle me this, Chris. When they're going in the forest, you think they still do that? Yeah, no. they do. No, they don't. They do. Yeah. How the fuck do they walk harder. through the trees? Okay, not hold hands, but they they're pretty close to each other. Yeah, like, it's because it's because to like cover every track. Like, yeah. no, that's that's a, that's a real thing. <laughs> like they metamorphosis. And like just if they're <laughs> going through the trees. Like like if they're going through a plane, like a like a like an empty lot that's plain and all that stuff, they literally chain link arm and they walk through it. But like that's besides the point. Just, but yes. just, just inform me what it's about. But yeah, everyone's looking for Truman, and Kristoff is telling him to check everywhere. Marlon can't find them. Nobody could find them. And then Kristoff has this idea that, wait, we haven't looked at C yet. But you can imagine it's like, oh, well, why would we even look at C? But Marlon, uh, but Kristoff's like, maybe he's clever enough to have gotten over his fear since he now knows. I mean, he disappeared. Why anything could have happened. So they look out on the, I guess, like the buoy cameras that they have out on the ocean. And then he's just kind of like looking out through all the cameras. And then there, nobody else has noticed him yet. But Kristoff's like, Truman, Truman, or something like that. And then you see Truman on a fucking boat with his little captain hat. Put him on boat. <laughs> <laughs> and so he doesn't know how to get him back. Because at that point, they have no control. So you ha they can't bring him back. You know, yeah, he's out at sea. He's, 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 he's alone at that point Kristoff decides to tell the producers turn on the rain turn no, on the they, lightning no, no, no. turn they, on the they thunder tell that guy and they get on the boat and he's all like oh yeah he's, he's all like what he says like, i don't know how to, i drive the bus yeah I'm a bus driver <laughs> yeah and then they're like the actors don't know how to drive a boat <laughs> all of them yeah because they don't know how to fucking they're actors yeah, bro they're they just... act like they know how to but yeah, they have this. Yeah, so he's out of he's out at sea, and Kristoff basically produces a storm, and you know it's not working. Truman knows how to ride a boat, apparently, you know. But then again, he had done it with his father when he was younger, and so yeah, he's just kind of going, going. The storm is not really doing anything, and then Kristoff tells the producer, "Turn it up all the way," and the guy's like, "No, turn, we're, we're gonna kill him," you know. Turn it up. Turn that shit up. <laughs> and even like the executives are like. You're gonna end up killing him, and then Chris was like, "Well, he was born on on camera, you know, like kind of saying like, so what if he fucking dies?" Yeah. And so they turn on the storm enough to like, I guess, make him flip over, and it looks like Chris. Uh, it looks Bro, like my boy was chugging water. Yeah. At that point, it looked like he was done for. He wasn't moving. 
the ship was almost like capsized, I think, as they said. He said capsized. Caps yeah, yeah, okay. And then they turn the storm off, and like shortly after, he just like comes back. He resurrects. Resurrected. The resurrection. <laughs> and so he gets up. He, he keeps going. He ends up reaching the end of Sea Haven, and the boat punctures the wallpaper of the sky. And he gets off of it, and he notices a little walkway around the edge. And he starts hitting, trying to get through the wallpaper. I think he starts crying because he knows he's so close to the end. He knows he's so close. He's about to get off. And he keeps walking and he notices a stairwell with a door that says exit. And then lo and behold, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, <laughs> aka Kristoff. Talking talking on the mic. He said, hey man, you sure you, sure you want to do that? <laughs> Yeah, and then we got Chris. Yeah, Brian, as you were saying, we have Kristoff. I guess kind of just trying to convince Truman, like you, you have everything you could ever want. You know, everything's perfect for you. You know, why would you ever want to leave? But then it's like it kind of brings up the question. It's like it can't make Truman feel that much better knowing that everything is gonna be in his favor. So let's say he does stay. It's like it's not gonna. His life's never gonna be the same. Yeah, because yeah, I mean. uh you know obviously he's trying to manipulate him and tell him like hey dude like it's actually like you know a lot worse out there you know you're not gonna live your best life you know it's not gonna be the same and the perfect point of this is like you know not not always everything is gonna be the way that you want it and i think he's just realizing like i want to i want to be able to just be the actual me outside in this world dude did, did you put the uh, creator quote in there? Which one? The creator quote. Which one? Oh, well, what? He's a, like, I am the creator. Oh, okay. The... Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. talking to Truman through the microphone, and Truman asks him, who are you? And Kristoff says, I am the creator of a television show that gives people hope and joy and inspiration to millions. And Truman asks, then who am I? Damn. <laughs> and Kristoff says, you're the star. the star. That's fucked up. That line is fucked up when you think about it. It's like, whoa, dude. Like, You're here for our benefit, not to live your life. But that, that raises a question. Was he living his life? <laughs> he wasn't. And also, it, this is a good leeway into something that Beto had said. The symbolism of the exit door being pitch black. Yeah. I feel like uh, when a lot of other movies would show like a new beginning as something hopeful and like, uh, like easy to do this movie what it does it does the opposite uh, anything for him to stay is shown in like positive manner like light sky the, 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 the brightness the, yeah the light rays through the yeah. sun the clouds and, and and him straying away from the uh, the usual life is shown as a dark door which is a lot scarier what i think is the movie is trying to say is that sometimes straying away from what you're used to uh is a lot scarier but at the end of the day you know it's a step that you have to take now as we finish this i have one final question for each of you guys and it's a question that beto came up with would truman be happier in the real world or the fabricated world real world 100 uh, i, I, I Okay, well, I'll start off with you, Chris. Go. I, I feel like that's a really rough question from people who we... Very objective. Yeah, like, it's like the life we live... Or subjective. <laughs> life life that we live, like, it's kind of like, if we can have things work in a way where it's, like, just manufactured for us, some people would take it. I believe some people would take it. I, I believe some people won't take it. Would I be happy in a manufactured world? I don't know. I never lived it, so I can't give you the answer. I think uh, the movie shows uh, over and over again that uh, in this manufacturer world, Truman is just not happy. Uh, he doesn't get to do what he wants to do. And once again, I think it connects to the metaphor, right? Or like we're told this idea of what will make us happy. And at the end of the day, Truman has it and it doesn't make him happy. So it is very scary for him to stray away from that life. But ultimately, I do think he would be happier in that dark, obscure, scary door than he would be in this manufactured world for him. I think it's also a good analogy where it's like he's living he's living this monotonous life where every day is exactly the same. And 
we don't really think or pay too much attention to it but i think so many people it happens to so many people people don't notice they're doing the same thing every damn day they and it's easy same. to get caught up in it yeah they see the same people they do the same thing and it, you know it's just like even though even though if you're doing the same thing every day you know you still get to enjoy the little changes in 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 your everyday life absolutely and you Not know me. those little things <laughs> you know those little things just really determine of like how how much of an impact like those little things make in your life in your everyday to day basis i love that brian Yo, but let me ask you last lane brian. brian would he be happier in the real world or the fabricated world real world i mean you know like if a fabricated world is in the eyes of a person that wants it to live for you and for him to actually envision something else even though more than likely you know he's gonna have to go through a regular nine to five you know figure out life the way it's supposed to be well i mean has already lived it but like for I 30 said, years you know doesn't mean that he's not going to run into changes yeah but ultimately he gets to be himself right he gets to be Correct. the adventurer that he wants to be yeah, i think that was limited by the system that he's they not gave him. living in a script <laughs> I, I think that i think that's like he'd rather be himself than living in obscure not obscure but like in like in a perpetuation pep through a at a repeating how yeah you know and then uh, uh, one thing i want to touch on what brian said um if he would walk out that door motherfuckers rich already like mm. like like he's famous he's known he's famous uh, yeah. it's just it's just a thought of like you know like oh no he made it you know he made it doesn't matter but like i mean i'm just going through like modern days and how things mm. work oh dude 100 yeah, 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 i would have yeah. been like give me Give him a right, but the, right but now. If te technically he's owned through the company, so any money he makes most likely is the company. Well, no, but he has his own human, so yeah. it doesn't yeah. work like that. I'm not Never sure. Mind. He's an entity. I think if I were they, in, they adopted shoes. him. They don't own him, but they have. Yeah. They, the company is his legal guardian. Not anymore because he's all there. But yeah. oh, it's true, true, true. Yes. But if I were in his shoes, wouldn't you want to stay away from the spotlight? Absolutely. Like after living your he whole life. You want to live life. off the grid. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's I true. don't know. What what I liked about the ending of it was just the girl. He's going to find that, Lauren. Lauren. You clap them cheeks. Oh, <laughs> just fucking. <laughs> Get it in there, boy. Does anyone remember what he said at the very end? Uh, Yes. When Kristoff says, like, well, say something. You're on camera. You're on or, like, millions are watching you. He turns around. And he says, and if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And then he lays Thanks. one last bow to yeah. the crowd. And then just and he says bye. Yeah. Crazy. I love it. And yeah. I think that's a perfect way to wrap this episode up. So we just wanted to give you guys, or I guess our gratitude. Thank you guys for listening. And for next time's movie, we're going to talk about Beto's movie, Woo! which is There Will be blood can you give us a or, quick synop of some sort without ruining things uh, no so just give us themes themes greed is bad huh greed is bad that's greed basically is bad, movie. another anti-capitalist movie for you boy <laughs> so once again this is buzz candid and critical my name is milo my name is chris this was beto and this is your baby boy brian you guys have a wonderful day night or whatever the good afternoon good night and good evening Take if we don't care. see you Bye. <laughs> Hasta la vista. <laughs>